Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It will be a fight. And there'll be a lot of death, unfortunately. It will be a fight we will win. But a lot less depth. But there will be death. People should be actually kept out of the country for at least 28 days. America is not prepared. G'day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Butterfield Effect podcast. It's great to be with you for another week. Now, before we get started, okay, I'm running a competition. It's a merch giveaway. All you have to do is go down below to the top comment. Head to the Butterfield Effect Clips channel on YouTube. Press subscribe, and I will be picking a fantastically, wonderfully uh, lucky individual to receive the Butterfield merch pack uh, that you will cherish until the day you die. Ladies and gentlemen, on the show today we have British rapper Zuby. He's an absolutely um, he's a very interesting guy because he has his actual career as a uh, as a rapper, as a musical artist. And then he has his career as a commentator on Twitter. He also holds a female powerlifting record and we'll get into that. So let's go without further bullshit conversation from this bearded fool. Let's go and have our little chat with Zuby. Zuby, I've dropped the ball. I've stuffed up the times between here and the great uh, motherland. I've kept you waiting. I was sitting there, sitting there eating my dinner, enjoying life, thinking, geez, I've nailed everything today. And you're sitting there over there in your little island. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, dude. What's happening? How That's are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, bro. I'm, I'm all good, man. I'm all good. What's happening yourself? with you, mate? I, I think we should, before we do anything, um, I know this is a story as old as time, but how do you hold, and I know we've discussed this before, but for the people who are uninitiated, how do you hold a female powerlifting record? What's going on there? Um, I identified as a woman for a short period of time last year. And during this time, I broke the British women's deadlift record. I broke the British women's bench press record as well. Um, I didn't attempt the squat because I, ha- I had a certain injury preventing me from doing that. But um, yeah, maybe in the future I can take that one too. So basically, given that anyone who identifies as a woman is a woman... I am the British women's deadlift and bench press record holder. So it's, um, it's, it's that simple. So hooray, gained, for, um, hooray yeah. for progress. Absolutely. It's a very progressive yeah. attitude to have. And you gained a lot exactly. of notoriety because of that. Um, <laughs> when that Should've went, years ago. I was talking to, um, I was talking to Count Dankiller just last week, talking okay. about the, um, you're familiar with his, uh, his issues he had with, uh, with virality. He had yes, a video I, yes, go I. viral. And he was over, I think, in Norway, uh, somewhere in uh, in Europe there. And he had no access to his phone. Uh, the The story was blowing up in the media and his video was going everywhere. And he didn't find out until he spoke to his, uh, his wife or his girlfriend mm-hmm. at the time. And she said, why are there reporters at the front door? When your, <laughs> when your video went viral, what, what were you doing? You were sitting there, were you freaking out? Were you, were you panicking or was it just like, excellent, this has worked? Yeah, no, yeah, I know a Count Dankula story. I believe he was in Iceland. And right. Yeah, he came, he came back and um, he'd already lost his job and everything by the time he came back, which was yeah, crazy. crazy. Yeah. Um, in my situation, I was actually running. Um, so from 2014 to 2018, I used to do pop-up shops every month around the UK. So, um, you know, setting up places to sell my music and merchandise in, in different shopping centers. And um, I was doing, actually, it was the last one that I, the last one I've ever done since. And this was in February 2019. So I was actually standing at my store, um, sort of, it was, it was in the morning. So normally it doesn't start picking up until around midday. So I was just kind of standing there, wasting some time on Twitter. And I kept see, I, I literally saw about two or three stories on my timeline about, um, you know, different stories coming out of different places and athletics and different sports of biological males complete competing against, you know, boys competing against girls, essentially, whilst, whilst identifying as women. So out, out of curiosity, 
I just Googled. I was like, oh, I wonder, I'm really good at deadlifting. I wonder what the British women's deadlift record is. So I, I, did, I did a quick search and uh, I actually already, so the video I posted was already on my phone. I already had oh. that video on my phone. Yeah, a lot of people think that I specifically recorded that video to, to make that point, but the video was already out there. It was just from one of my training sessions. And I was like, oh, look, here's a video of me already lifting more. <laughs> already lifting more than the record so i just tweeted it out there just saying yeah i keep hearing about how um biological men have no strength advantage over women so watch me destroy the british women's deadlift record without trying p.s i identified as a woman whilst lifting the weight don't be a bigot at the time i tweeted this i had nineteen thousand followers on twitter um last night i hit two hundred and ninety thousand. <laughs> so wow. it was a it was a, a very significant catalyst for a lot of people to discover me but um, I mean, the, the tweet went crazy. It went, it went crazy. I think it had about 10,000 views within under 10 minutes. And then Jeez. I think it hit 100,000 in about an hour. And it just kept going and growing. And it was just being retweeted all around the world by very, very prominent people. It went viral on all the different worlds. It went viral in the political Twitter. It went viral in feminist Twitter. It went viral <laughs> in sports Twitter. It went viral in um, like the whole trans, like, LGBT Twitter, it, it just it just went crazy. It just went crazy. Um, the video now has, I think, about 2.8 million views just on Twitter, but it also went viral on Facebook, on Instagram, on TV. Uh, Joe Rogan started talking about it. It just went all over the place. So it was uh, it was fascinating. And you were basically all you were doing was just pointing at the hypocrisy around the whole uh, the belief that men and women are completely equal when it comes to certain physical attributes. And I mean, that yeah. really, none of that matters. I mean, you know, if a man <laughs> wants to uh, go in a female a deadlifting arena and, and outlift them, then whatever. But when it comes to sports, <laughs> like, you know, if you turned up, like everyone's going to go, oh, what's Zuby doing? All right, good on you, mate, bugger off. But <laughs> if you go and do that in, say, I don't know, Joe Rogan's copped a lot of heat over this in MMA. Mm. Uh, there was a particular uh, trans athlete or a male who transitioned to a female who went in and, and fought and basically beat the shit out of a lot of female athletes, was beaten mm. by some as well. But mm. to go in and, and have this thought in the back of your mind that this is okay what I'm doing, I'm going in and I'm fighting these women, it's, it's a whole different arena when you are talking about combat sports. And I'm sure mm. you're someone who has had to defend what you, your statement in, in that regard. Um, yeah. Were you copying it more from the feminist side of things or from the LBGTQ? Oh, plus I became I, I I became a feminist hero for about twenty four hours. Right, like from from the sort of like OG type feminists, the yeah. sort of first and second waivers, the ones who are not or the ones they call gender critical feminists. Yeah, um, or radical feminists. They were <clears throat> they were supporting me like super duper um, for twenty four hours. And then um, they found out I was pro-life and I became public enemy number one. But um, <laughs> it, 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 it's actually amazing how quickly that turned. I had one day where I gained, I think I'd gained like, I want to say I gained about 15,000 followers in a day. And then literally 24 or 48 hours, I think I posted something um, about how I think like abortion is horrible. And I literally lost like 3,000. Um, it, it, it was like the quickest I'd ever gained a bunch of followers. <laughs> And yeah, then the most yeah. followers I'd ever lost off of a single tweet as well. And it but, can um, be quick. I think I did something about Trump recently. <laughs> I, told, I, I okay. tweeted something or I posted on Instagram and they're all in the comments like, Butterfield, he, he loves Trump. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> it wasn't even about his politics. I was just having a yeah. laugh. Yeah. People will turn against you quickly. Yeah, yeah. On, the, on the point of the, of, the, of the feminist side of things, the TERFs, is this the right word? Swerfs yes. and turfs. Now I'm not familiar with this. If you can sort of dilute my uh, my my unintelligence here, uh, mm -hmm. what is a swerf and who is a twerf? I, I'm not even familiar with the term swerf, but turf. I think is I made that up, but it's close. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, turf is stands for trans exclusionary radical feminist, and um, I mean these days it's generally thrown at anybody who isn't 100% on board with the transgender agenda. Um, you know, I, I get called a turf and I'm not even remotely a feminist, um, not in the way people use the term today anyway. Sure. So, um, yeah, but it's created this, uh, there's a schism in feminism now, right? Because 
feminism itself is based on the idea that women are different from men. Like the, the biological aspect is very important. Otherwise, there's nothing to advocate on. So if you're saying, you know, women need special protections or certain privacy or certain spaces or opportunities or whatever, that's very much based on the on the possibility to very clearly define a woman as an uh, adult human female, right? If you then open the floodgates and you allow and you say that a woman is anyone who identifies as a woman, then it totally undermines uh all the original values of feminism, essentially, because you, you can't have feminism. So there's this there's this interesting schism that's taking place and has been for the last couple of years where the so-called gender critical <clears throat> feminists or the TERFs are totally at odds with the transgender movement and the so-called liberal feminists who are the ones who shout things like trans women are women. So it's a it's a total schism that's happening there. And it's something I predicted years ago, funnily enough, like I was like, this is going to cause a divide. And you're seeing that happening. In fact, you're actually seeing a lot of these, you know, people generally use turf as a per perjurative, but you're seeing a lot of these sort of gender critical or sort of second wave feminists now starting to ally. You're, you're going to see this happening more and more. They're actually starting to ally a lot more with conservatives, mm, right? <laughs> so, so, yeah, so so the same people who they've probably been thinking are the, are the enemy for a very long time, because because generally more conservative, more right-wing people are like, look, a man is a man, a woman is a woman. You know, some people are like, look, you if you're an adult, you, you can do what you want, but there are certain boundaries. Don't go into prisons, don't go into sports, don't be, you know, there, there, are, there are certain things. And so that's something that is already happening but I think it's going to happen more and more as they find that that's even if they disagree on some other things, that is sort of a natural alliance because both of those groups are saying like, no, like a men and women are different. And most people are of the opinion like, look, we're not trying to disrespect or harm or unfairly discriminate <clears throat> against other people. But if you are born biologically male, then you have an advantage in, in, in the area of sports. Sports is like the most obvious. It's one of the most obvious things where it's like, okay, there's clearly a difference here. So I think part of why what I did went so viral was number one, because it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like aggressive. It wasn't angry. It was something that was obviously humorous and satirical, but at the same time, it was a strong checkmate maneuver because there are only two so some people wanted to be angry at it, but they, they had no ammunition because if they say, hey, that's that that's a man, that's not a woman, then they are totally undermining everything that they've been saying over the years. Because I said I identified as a woman, so I can then say, no, you're trying to erase my identity. You're being transphobic. Why are you denying my lived experience, etc.? You know, I, I know their words. Right? I, I can I can come with that argument all day. Or if they say, um, if, if they if they accept that, okay, he identifies as a woman, she identifies as a woman, so that's a woman, then I'm the deadlift holder. I'm the I'm the record holder. So it's it's one of the two. Either I actually am the British women's deadlift record holder or I'm a bloke. So yeah. pick one. It's such a confusing world. For someone like myself who, <laughs> you know, I've dabbled in it and I've commented on sort of trans issues. And the response yeah. I get uh, more often than not is from trans people who just say, listen, mate, I've just, I've become whatever I am now. And I yeah. just like, all right, let's just move on. You know, I'm happy, yeah. whatever. And mm -hmm. it seems to me that the, the, the vast majority of people who are arguing with people like myself or with you, are not transgender people, no, are not no, people no. who have experienced this. These are, um, you know, radical, radical progressives, people who believe that anyone who is not super progressive alongside them is far right, is a Nazi, is all these mm -hmm. crazy things. And, and these words that they throw out there against people like you or me because we slightly disagree with the point of view that they're, or, the, <clears throat> or the word that you used uh, earlier, which I thought was so interesting, was the... The, the transgender, you know, the dot points, the guidelines. I can't remember the exact word you used. But oh, I think I said transgender agenda. Agenda, yes. Perfectly, yeah. uh, great rhyme. And well, you are a rapper, <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, but I mean, just to, just to jump in on that point, though, I mean, this happens with a lot of activists. It's very common that activists do not actually represent the people that they claim to. <clears> so <throat> there's a big difference between, like, like actual transgender people, and, you know, I'm followed by quite a few of them, um, 
they generally oppose the so-called trans rights activists or, or TRAs, as they call them in Internet speak, because they are just making them look like crazy people. It, it's a bit like how you've got these white progressive liberals who are claiming BLM and claiming to support, you know, black people in the name of anti-racism and whatever. And they're the ones who are going up to black police officers in America and screaming at them and telling them they're oh, part of the system. And I'm just insane. like, the, that is insane. Whole, Could you imagine, imagine me doing that as some white dude just screaming <laughs> at you in a police uniform about how progressive and how much I care about black people? Like, how fucking dare you? <laughs> you cracker. You. <laughs> I, I saw that the other day. I was like, what are you people doing? And that's always <laughs> the way it is. It's always white people who have this chip on their shoulder. Like it's everybody crazy. love everybody. Take the Will Ferrell approach. Like just calm down. But I yeah. what what is your opinion on the on the Black Lives Matter Black Lives Matter movement in America? I was having this conversation with my brother today, and yeah. we we're talking about Aboriginal people in Australia and how um one of the big things that uh, it was based off a Louis Thoreau documentary we saw. Uh, recently, it was on on Stan here in Australia, the, the streaming platform, talking about the high percentage of people, African Americans in this particular neighbourhood. It may have been in Seattle. This is we're talking, you know, seven eight years ago. So we're not talking right mm. now with with Chaz and whatnot. But the percentage of men who were black men who were involved with violent crime or had violent crime done toward them, the percentage of them who had fathers in prison was something mm. like eighty plus percent. Something yes. insane. And we were going back and we're trying to work out, okay, do you defund the police? Okay, well, you need police. All right, that's that's fine. Okay, back in the 60s, there was horrible systemic racism in America and this perhaps led to having all these African-American people who couldn't get housing loans, couldn't get jobs in decent arenas, couldn't get uh, into particular universities. And then for whatever reason, whether it's through uh, necessity or whether it's through the people they're around, turn to crime, then they, they end up in jail and their kids don't have a father figure. This mm -hmm. massive number of 80-something percent who of these young people who will end up in jail because they didn't have a father figure, There's, it was something that I thought I didn't even think about. But this mm -hmm. systemic racism, it goes back and it, it carries through and it is a, it's a very divisive term because you look at it from someone like me and you go, well, I'm not racist. I don't care uh, sure. about, about colour and stuff. And, of course, saying that you don't care about colour doesn't, doesn't allow you to celebrate um, blackness or brownness, which also makes you racist. So just don't say anything, white boy. <laughs> is basically the thing that people are saying at the moment. But I think it is such a nuanced subject that mm. no one on Twitter in 140 characters is getting it right, regardless of no. what side you're on. No. Um, so I mean, firstly, I mean that you know the statistic you put out there. I mean, if I believe, I believe if a boy grows up without a father. I believe they are 20 times more likely to go to prison. Wow. 20 times, uh, 30 times more likely to run away from home, something like 10 times more likely to be violent. Like it has a massive effect. We, we yeah. need, I think that, I think that father absence and <clears throat> bad fathers and bad parenting in general is actually the root cause of the vast majority of social issues in the modern Western world. I, I legitimately believe that, you know, people want to always go to, economics or the system or this or that and i'm like man look the 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 fatherless thing fatherlessness thing is the giant elephant in the room that people don't want to address and don't want to talk about because people get touchy about it and people always think you're talking about them specifically or they'll talk about exceptions it's like look i'm not saying that everyone raised by a single mother it turns like that's people struggle with nuances you as you probably know sure. um and it's possible for two things to be true at once. So, I mean, I'm not sure what the exact question is there. I think there's there's a lot of stuff there. There's a lot of stuff there. I mean, the first question you asked about the BLM movement, is that? Well, there's no question? real question. I'm just sort of throwing okay. shit around. Because I don't, yeah, sure. I just don't, I can't wrap my head around the entire thing. Because I, mm. with Twitter, and this is where I learn most of my things about uh, the particular protests that are happening at the moment. I jump on and I jump off Twitter. I'm very rarely on there for more than 30 minutes because I can't deal with it. There's too much shit going on because like 50 to 60% of the people I follow on Twitter are just there so I can get content. <laughs> That's the only reason. But yeah. um, like from your point of view, someone who spends a lot of time on Twitter and someone who has the finger on the pulse of the, the social justice movement and mm. politics in general, where do you see this movement going? 
It's obviously kicked off after the George Floyd situation. How does it end? What is the end game? Wow. Okay. Well, I think what's interesting at the moment is in just in the last few days as we're recording this is people are waking up to the fact that the Black Lives Matter organization, you know, capital B, capital L, capital M, is not what they thought it was. And I've known this for five years, right? I put out a tweet three weeks ago. I put out a tweet that has got me into more trouble, both in my like, like literally even in my personal life than anything I've ever put out. Out of 80,000 tweets, my most controversial tweet was me saying that I do not support the Black Lives Matter organization. I never have and I never will. And I was pretty... um I was pretty blunt about it. I wasn't particularly charitable towards them. Um, and this is because the organization itself is... Look, there are three different things. And this is, this is it's annoying having to parse this out, but this is why they've called their organization that. So that if you say you don't support Black Lives Matter, people can call you racist and they can say this and they can say <clears> that. <throat> the organization is one thing. This is an orga- organization, I believe, was founded in 2014, I believe. Um, and it's founded by two out of the three founders are self-admitted open Marxists. Mm. Um, I believe they you know they're, they're both major parts of the LGBTQ community. They consider themselves radical thinkers and community organizers, etc. If you look on their websites, you know, some of their stated goals include disrupting the nuclear family, um, which is a big problem given what you were just talking about. Um, defunding and ultimately abolishing the police is the goal for many of them. Um, they've got a major LGBTQ agenda in there, which again, you know, I'm not really sure what that has to do with Black Lives Mattering. They, they've got a bunch of stuff in there. In, in BLM UK, one of their stated goals is to also um, dismantle capitalism. So these are these are these are terrible goals. These are these are not things I'm I'm not on board with any of this. I'm on board with the statement of Black Lives Matter, just like ninety nine, just like one hundred percent of decent people are. But there's three things. There's the statement Black Lives Matter. Cool, everyone agrees. There's the sort of movement Black Lives Matter, which may or may not be connected to the organization depending on the scenario and the place. And then there's the organization itself. So when I am very very heavy heavily critical of Black Lives Matter. Um, I'm talking about the organization there. And then in terms of the movement, you know, I have my criticisms of the movement. The movement is more, you know, I'm half on board with it, half on board not because one, it's way too narrow in scope. It's extremely myopic because if you're going to call a movement Black Lives Matter, then I think you really need to take that all the way, right? You can't just be talking about the 0.001% of black people who happen to be killed by a white police officer, right? That's not... You know, if you're trying to save black lives, that's a really weird thing to be totally focused on, because if you're looking at the USA, even where this is supposedly the biggest problem, I believe 14 unarmed black people were killed by the police last year. Okay, 7000, about 7500 black people were murdered. Right. So if I'm looking at those two numbers and I'm trying to work out, okay, I'm I'm pushing for Black Lives Matter. I know which one of those things I'm going to focus on. Also, when it comes to the police issue. 70% of the people killed by the police are not black Mm. in America, right? And keep in mind, most of the killings are justified, by the way, because it's normally people who are attacking the cops and putting their lives in danger. But even still, even out of the ones that are are questionable, it's the minority that are black. So narrowly limiting, putting it through this racial lens and purely viewing it as a racial issue is is missing the point. It's totally missing the point. And I think that... I mean, look, you, you, can, you can look at the results. Sure, some, you know, there, there has been good that's come out of this, but also it's increasing division. It's increasing polarization. It's making people see race more. It's creating conflict between, and it's stupid conflict, right? Someone says Black Lives Matter. Someone says All Lives Matter, and they're, they're at each other's throats, despite the fact that both of those statements mm. are very obviously true. Someone says White Lives Matter, and they get fired from their job. Yeah. So... The whole thing is just, it's its dumb. It's like, look, can we take this conversation up a level to the point where everybody agrees, right? We all agree that the police should, we all agree that police brutality is bad, right? No innocent person should die unnecessarily at the hands of a police officer. We're all in agreement on that. Um, we shouldn't discriminate or be unkind or cruel to people 
based on the color of their skin. You know, racism is bad. Like everybody, every decent person agrees with that. So it's like, okay, cool. We, uh, why don't we go to the stage where, where we all agree, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican or liberal or conservative, whatever, we all agree on these things. So why not try to solve the problem at that issue? Sorry, at, at, at that level, right? Okay, we can agree. Okay, yeah, sure. There seems to be some problem with some of these police forces in the U.S. They seem to be overly aggressive. Some people may think that's only towards a certain race, but this happens towards all races. So that's clearly a problem. Um, it seems like oftentimes they get away with it as well. They're not getting prosecuted for when they do um, have some of these very un unfortunate and unfair killings, whether this is um, Daniel Shaver or it's Philando Castile. Uh, oh, you know, a white guy and a black guy. You like there are different cases. You had the Tony Timpa case. Uh, now we've got the George Floyd case. I don't know what the result of that is going to be. So it's just like, look, instead of getting dragged into the weeds and putting people at each other's throats all the time, why don't we just sort of agree on the core issue and not get bogged down in this? You know, this person is screaming about systemic and institutional racism. This person is saying, you know, the perspective I'm coming from saying, no, it's a general police brutality issue, etc. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think in the long term, if people like I think if people could could put away the emotions for a side and just kind of come onto my page and be like, OK, look, like this is what we're trying to solve. Stop pulling down statues and stop like, you know, uh, having people not be allowed to voice cartoon characters because they're. They're the wrong skin. Oh, they, they don't match the skin color. Or that is trying insane. to that is <laughs> And then people have just gone off the ledge, right? You know, ban gone with the wing. Oh, Aunt Jemima's canceled. Uh, Uncle Ben's rice is canceled. Yeah. I'm just like, you're 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 canceling fictional characters, like like food mascots, based on the color of their skin, in the name of anti-racism. I'm like, you have lost the plot, right? Yeah. You're pulling down statues of George Washington and Tom, Thomas. J You've lost the plot, right? You're you're trying to pull down statues of Jesus because you think he's white. Like, I'm just like, look, everybody, <laughs> can, we, can we just be some ad adults here, right? Like, how how did this all stem from a man in Minnesota being killed by a police officer, right? Like, what's, what's even going on here? It's just like, I call it emotional incontinence. It's just like yeah. emotions just flying out everywhere. And I'm like, look, if we want to actually solve the problem, then we need to just like chill and talk and get to the root of it so that's my thought i wonder and i have been wondering this for some time i mean before covid19 really kicked off mm. um <clears throat> you know there was things like there was even the black lives matter movement i think maybe 2014 as you said they started off there was a bit of a rise and then it sort of went away for a while apparently mm. no one cared about black people for that period of time apparently every ele every election year that gets big yes 2016 yes. 2020 so mm -hmm. post that we come to just before the start of covid19 <coughs> People are arguing about ridiculous things on Twitter. Uh, there's division. And then all this shit happens where we all have to get locked down. And everyone seems to, for a couple of weeks, come together as one. We all have one common enemy. And I thought I had like a genuine worry, which is very, very bad on my behalf, where I was like, oh, no, what the fuck am I going to talk about if everyone's getting along? And then we come out of COVID-19. Well, we're not out of it, but we come out of the lockdowns and everyone's starting to do their own thing now. And everyone has collectively lost their shit. Like they have just gone bananas. And I, I at the start of the American protests about uh, coronavirus, I didn't really understand it. I was like, why are they, why are they out there protesting? This is ridiculous. And then it made sense to me. In Australia, everyone here who has applied for it is getting... Uh, Fifteen hundred dollars a fortnight, uh, Australian okay. dollars. So in pounds, that's like forty-five pence. Anyway, so <laughs> it's it's fucking atrocious. Don't worry. Okay, uh, <laughs> and in America, everyone was getting a, a fifteen hundred dollar one-off payment. So all of a sudden, mm -hmm. you've been told you can't work, you can't do anything to make money, you got to stay at home and just do your best. Yeah, that makes sense. Why they're protesting. Then it comes into this big movement after what happened in Minnesota to George Floyd. And then everyone just seems to have this, after this one big riot in Minnesota, everyone's gone, well, this is my chance to get out of the house and get involved in something, sink my teeth into something that isn't what my real or my, what my reality is. They found mm. this new reality where they can just go out. They can be uh, like almost a video game character. You've got your face covering. You've got, uh, you're throwing bricks at police and everyone's yeah. just getting away with it. You're pulling down statues. You're getting things canceled. You're getting shit done. 
in your side of the world or your side of politics. And they're, mm. they're, they're winning. You know, it's, it's a scary thing for people who, who seem to have that, that opinion on the, of their own, of their own uh, ideas of like, surely what I'm thinking is, is, is not that crazy or not that Nazi-ish or not that far right where I'm just like, why can't everyone just get along? Yeah. It, it, it is strange for someone like me who sits, you know, in I live in Newcastle in Australia and, um, you know, there's not a huge uh, Aboriginal population here. There's not a huge black population here, but it's, it's like that across Australia, right? There's not, mm. it's mainly white. And, and, and obviously in Europe, it's the same sort of thing. But I mean, I've never, I've never really looked at someone of a different color and gone, well, you know, I need to treat them differently, positive or negative. And I wonder if that's the thought of most people. I, I do think it is. Look, I, I truly believe, you know, some people don't like it when I say this, but I think that in the modern Western world, like, look, okay, we, we all know, look, racism exists. We know yes. this, right? Of course it exists. This because someone will try to say, oh, he's, you know, he's saying racism doesn't exist. No, I've never in my life said racism doesn't exist. Of course it exists. But in the modern Western world, the demand for racism now, I believe, is higher than the supply. I think that's why they're even having to change the definitions, right? They've changed the definition of racism. They've changed the definition of white supremacy. Have you mm -hmm. noticed that in 2020, people are talking about white supremacy more than ever in my lifetime? And I'm like, oh, like what is the is KKK membership rising or people becoming neo-Nazis? And it's like, no, they just changed the definition. So now yeah. white supremacy just means like white, um, you know, dominance in percentage in an industry, right? You look in this place, oh, it's, you know, it's 90% white, so this is white supremacy. And I'm like, that's not the meaning of white supremacy, yeah. right? Racism has a specific meaning. Racism isn't just this nebulous term that you just throw on absolutely everything and everyone. And, and also they're totally diluting the words, right? This is what I call label inflation. It's like, look, if, if everything and everyone is racist, then nobody is. And actually, that's a great way to provide cover for people who genuinely are. Because it's already reached the stage now. This probably happened for you as well, where if you hear that somebody is racist, you don't even you, you don't even really take it seriously, right? You you kind of think, oh, okay, that probably means they made a good point against a liberal, right? Which is terrible. Which is ter yes. it's so bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which so is bad. not good. It's yeah, the same it's like, with it's the same with sexist. It's the same with uh, yeah. you know, Nazi rape, rape culture. It's the same with mm -hmm. Nazis. Mm -hmm. I get. I get Nazi fascists and white supremacists on the regular now. And I'm just like, nah, I'm not. <laughs> that's, yeah. my, that's my comeback. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And, and, but it gets to the stage where, where you don't even want to or have to defend yourself. You're just like, oh, you know, you might even just agree and amplify. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, I'm a Nazi. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, the people who have these genuine ideologies are few and far between, but they do exist, right? There are probably, I don't know, 5,000, 10,000 legitimate white supremacists still in America or, you know, around Europe. There will certainly be thousands and thousands of legitimate white supremacists and neo-Nazi sympathizers. So it's quite useful to have a word to distinguish those people, right? Because then, I mean, it was funny. The, the other day in, um, the, in a British paper or something online, they were trying to describe someone who was like actually far right. And they then had to say extreme far right because <laughs> because they've already they've already called all the normal conservatives far right, you know. So now it's like, OK, you've actually got someone who legitimately is far right. So you now have to say extreme, you know, extreme, extreme, super far right. And it's just like, you know, can we can we use these words properly? Let's use these terms properly, because the point of language is to be able to understand the world and to be able to distinguish and delineate between things. So if I just started calling, if I started calling everyone who's just like a, a normal liberal, a classic liberal, if I started calling all of them communists, right, then what do I now call someone who actually like supports Stalin, believes in all the ideas of Lenin, is a, is a hardcore Marxist, wants to overthrow capitalism? I've got nothing left for them now because it's like, well, you, you, you've called everyone else that. And this is this is what's been happening over the past over the past decade, right? I've been called a white supremacist, right? It, how stupid can is it? How stupid can it get? I saw an article online talking about the rise of multi-ethnic white supremacy, suggesting that suggesting that black people and brown people, etc., are now also supporting white. And you're just like, dude, like, 
But rationally oh. thinking, why would you bet against yourself? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know, like, your own game. <laughs> like they've been doing their diversity hiring, and it's just like, come on, like this is just so. It's so obviously stupid, and yeah. I don't think people should. You know, I don't think people should even entertain it. I think like that people who write this kind of stuff, we need we need to we need to stop like entertaining complete idiots, and like we need to stop letting people who are actually mentally ill set all the rules for everybody else who is not. And this is what's been happening, right? If someone before was like totally crazy and deluded, you'd be like, okay, that person is crazy. Now it's like, okay, let's give them a newspaper column. Let's um, blue check mark. Let, on let, yeah, let's yeah, literally, let's give them a blue check mark on Twitter. Let's make them the moderator. Uh, let's make them a moderator on Twitch. Let's do and and I'm just like, what 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 are we doing here? What are we doing here? Like, if someone needs help, like help that person. But you don't just. It, it's like you're always trying to just like sort of bend backwards and cater to absolutely everything. And I think that's one of the, you know, I think I think that's one of the sort of weak i think that's sort of the weak underbelly of a of a very liberal society which is it, it gets to the point where it's just like it becomes super tolerant of things that probably shouldn't be tolerated and deeply intolerant of things that actually are normal and sane and rational that's this whole cancel culture thing right i'm sure you get messages emails every day from people who are working in different places or who are at school and who are at uni and they're like you know what i'm afraid to just just voice my the fact that I voted for Trump or that I voted for Brexit or I voted conservative or, you know, I'm actually kind of, you know, I've had people who are Christian who are like, yeah, I'm a Christian, but like, I can't talk about that. In and I'm just like, really, you're, you're in you're, you live in England yeah. and you're afraid to voice the fact that you're I'm like, what is what is going on here? How come you can? I mean, look again in the West, if you're in the UK, if you're in all these countries, Someone could go, you could go on TV, you could go on Twitter, you can say, like, you can crap on Christianity all day long, right? But you would, they wouldn't dare say anything about Islam, no. for example, right? And I'm not even like a, I'm not even like, I'm not a, like an anti-Islam person. I grew up in Saudi Arabia or whatever. Like, I, I respect various religions, but it's amazing to me how that, that double standard I do find very interesting. And it always sort of it always runs in one direction. And I'm kind of like, hmm, that's interesting. So this person will, you know, they'll they'll say this or they'll say that or they'll do this and they'll do that. And they think they're all edgy and whatever. And then I'm like, OK, so why don't you do the same with other things? And they're like, oh, no, no. Like, you know, that's that, that's not allowed. And it's just it, it reveals the cowardice behind a lot of these people because they just, you know, they'll pick on what they think is like a weak target or what they think is politically correct or acceptable or whatever, but they won't do it in other directions. And I'm kind of like, okay, well, that sort of reveals you for, you know, it kind of reveals people for what they are really. That's one of the failings in comedy, in, in modern comedy is, mm -hmm. you know, I can get on stage and I can easily make fun of uh, the Catholic church or priests or anything mm -hmm. like that. And then if I quickly change my tone to talk about uh, Muslims or anything like that, like that is <laughs> that is the reaction people have. They're like, oh, my God. Yeah. I can't talk. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same with you can talk all the shit you want about men. You can say mm -hmm. anything mm -hmm. all day. But if you say the same thing about, or, or, or you know, in the same vein about a female, then it's mm. just, mate, you cannot do that. That is not okay. But no. I, I know I got a lot of women in my life, not in a weird way, but just normal amount of women. <laughs> Man, like, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I, I know that they can deal with jokes about them or about their their their, their sex. They're not yeah. weaker than men. They can deal mm. with that shit. And to think that, but for some reason, you have to protect them from it. That is mm. just it is. It's it's almost derogatory. It's 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 yeah. speaking down to them. It's like, hey, hey, you can't handle this shit, okay? Mm. This is the big boys to deal with. You just go over there and play with your patty cakes or whatever, and we'll tell the jokes about each other. And I think yeah. that's just shit. I think that's just do, do, shit. you know what I think. I think this this I've, I've been thinking about this for a while, which is you know how it feels like I don't know. Do you do you feel like you've just been being gaslit for like the past five years, and that it's all just weird and nothing sort of makes sense. I think I know why that's someone happening. Explained, someone explained gaslighting to me the other day. Can you oh, okay, that? okay. Sorry, yeah, I, I looked yeah, it sure. up. I did look okay. it up and now I've completely forgotten what it was. Okay, yeah, sure. The, the term gaslighting is making someone else think that they are crazy. 
Right. So, so I could gaslight you by um, it, the term. Actually, I believe comes from a movie which is called Gaslight, where okay. uh, I haven't watched it myself. So, say for example, if um, someone say say someone who say you had a flatmate, and your I don't know, say like every time, they, say they just keep moving your stuff around. So every time you leave your room, they go into your room and they mo- they just shuffle things about. So you come back in and you're like, I'm so sure I put that there. Like, what's what's going on? Like, and and you start to think that you're you're going mad yeah. because all this is happening. So through the media, through social media interactions with people, whatever, you're kind of like, wait, what's 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 going on? Like, this is this doesn't make sense. This is crazy. And I think a lot of that feeling that people are, I I think people are feeling this sort of collectively. And I think it stems from the fact that we are, are, we're supposed to believe multiple things at once, which are mutually exclusive, right? We're supposed to believe all of these contradictory things at the same time. And there are so many of them now. So you're supposed to believe that men and women you're simultaneously supposed to believe all of these things. You're supposed to believe that men and women are different, but they're also the same. A man can be a woman. A woman can be a man. They're interchangeable. You're supposed to believe all of these things at the same time. You're supposed to believe that women are weaker than men, but they're also stronger than men. Mm -hmm. And they're also better but they're both equal and man doesn't really mean anything. And woman does, right. You're, you're supposed to believe all of these same things at once. Right. Um, I don't know. Trump is Hitler and he's a fascist. Um, the government is, the government will save you, but the government is also evil. And uh, you, so you should, so we should ban guns in America and give all the guns to the government. And we should also defund the police but we also like you're, yeah. none, it's like none of it makes sense. It's all contradictory and you're supposed to believe all that. So like you were saying, when it comes to being able to make jokes, you can make jokes about men, but you can't make jokes about women. It's like, well, which one is it? Right. Or is it is it fair and equal or is it some people need special protections? Because yeah. those are contradictory. If you're going to say, OK, you know, you can it's open season on men or it's open season on white men or whatever, but it's not another then. That if, if if it's that, then the equality thing falls away because it, it can't be, it can't be the two, right? It it just can't be the two. It, it's not a, it doesn't work. And I feel like so many things in the modern culture and sort of mainstream culture are these contradictory things, and I think that's why it feels deranging. It, like it makes people feel like crazy because, like, wait, what's what's going on? If if like. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just don't, I don't think it's I don't think it's sustainable. I just don't think it's sustainable. I find it difficult to wrap my head around um, half of the things I see on Twitter, and even yeah. like for <laughs> example with with gaslighting, like I just I don't know that word. You know, I'm mm. not familiar with that word, and that happens constantly. I go on and I look at someone's, you know, uh, they've, they've tweeted something. I look at the comments, and they're like, "Yeah, this is gaslighting, twerfs and swerfs," and they're all using this new language that I don't understand. Mm. And I think I'm getting like I'm turning into an old man or something. I feel old. <laughs> like, what are these kids doing with their rap dancing? Like my yeah. old man would say. You know, the th- the fact of the matter is, and the way that I have my personal approach and my professional apo- approach when it comes to stand up is. Everything's okay or nothing's okay. And I go with the everything's okay. As long as I say everything that I say on stage in jest, joke. <laughs> get over it, you know? Yeah. You know and particularly with, with, with uh, racially based jokes or racist yeah. jokes, they are absolutely fine in my opinion if they are, if they are jokes. Like racism mm. is born out of hate. If you hate yes. someone because they look different to you, then you're an asshole and fuck you. But if yeah. you make a joke about someone who looks differently to you, then that's that's okay because they would do the same thing about you. If you're mm-hmm. walking around like as a white dude walking through the streets, tiptoeing on eggshells when you're walking through a black neighborhood, do you think they're not making fun of you? Of course they are. They're like, look at this fucking <laughs> idiot. You know, yeah. I mean, Zuby, you, you, we cannot continue down this path. And I don't, there's one thing that I can't sort of understand and that what is making me crazy is, where does this all end? 
Do we all have to go underground onto parlor or something and then just hang out down there with all the other far right radicals or do we <laughs> sustain ourselves here? Because I know you've been banned off Twitter and I'd love to talk about that as well, but where does this all, where do we go? Where, where do we hide from this nuclear progressive Holocaust? Uh, man, I don't think, I don't think people should hide. I think people have been hiding too long. Sure. I, I think that people need to look I think people need to hold the center because Look, 80%, at least 80% of people are, I'd say 90% plus of people are not on board with any of this, like all of this weird, woke, identitarian, so-called progressive nonsense. Yes. Like mo most people right. aren't on board with it. If you, if you went around and you interviewed people and you asked them, you know, we keep coming back to this, but I think it's a great example is, you know, what is a man? What is a woman? Etc. Right? If you ask, can, can men get pregnant? Can men have menstruations? Right? It's if you, if you ask people these questions, they they're going to give you 90 percent of people are going to give you a straightforward, clear answer. Right? I mean, you go on Twitter and suddenly these are controversial opinions or whatever. But in the real world, most people aren't for this, and I think a lot of people aren't aware of how far it's gone and how insidious it is. Like, if you spend a lot of time online, we just see things that most people don't until it sort of hits them in their workplace or something like that. So I do think that the vast majority of people, the so-called silent majority, need to stop being silent. I yeah. think people need to start drawing some lines in the sand and stop bending over backwards to all of these weirdos. And I mean, that's why I started talking a lot more publicly about this stuff in 2018, because I'd been feeling it for a while. And I'd been like, mm, this is weird. Like, you know, 2014, 2015, it just, things are starting to get weird. There's something going on here. And but I was like, all right, I'm not going to talk about it. But it just reached a stage where I was like, look, man, like any more silence from me is complicity. Like I need to at least voice some of my concerns. If someone is going to go out there and say something crazy, I'm going to say if someone's out there screaming defund the police, I'm going to come out and say, no, that's a terrible idea. We need to actually refund the police. Right. If someone is saying we need to overthrow capitalism and instant bring in the communist revolution. I'm going to come in and say, no, that's a terrible idea. Communism has killed hundreds of millions of people and capitalism is generally good, right? And most people don't want to do this. And as long as that is the case, it'll keep accelerating. And, and these crazy people will keep gaining ground because they don't believe in finish lines. Like they, there's, no, there's no finish line for them. People think, okay, I'm going to appease the mob, right? It's like when, it's like when, when someone gets attacked on Twitter or on social media by, by these SJW mobs, and they they may do this public you know public apology struggle session type thing and it's like yeah. stop doing that Th these people are bloodsuckers like it's a game to them and they enjoy it and if you show that hint of weakness they're just going to keep coming after you and no matter how you apologize no matter what you do right if you if you came out on youtube yesterday and you said look guys i've made some jokes in the past i need to acknowledge my privilege my privilege as a, a straight white male and you know i've i've de i've deleted all of these old videos and i'm never going to make a joke that could offend someone you think that will appease them no you'll alienate your fan base and the people who never liked you are now going to be like yes we got him like he's we, yeah you know we, we, that's like it's 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 like headhunting it's like yes we we got this we got this youtuber with over a million subscribers we got him and it's just like, look, stop that you can't negotiate with terrorists. And that's what these people are. I think so, it was Jenna Marbles and Shane Dawson. They came out last week with some pretty yeah. big apologies. And I, I can't remember which one it was, but one of them said, listen, I'm going to get more black people involved in my writing side of things. And I was just thinking to myself, what are you going to hold interviews? <laughs> yeah, you're a good writer, but you're white. You're not brown, you're not brown enough. Is that a tan? Yeah. Is that a fake tan? What is that? And I guess <clears throat> I... I honestly, with the with the whole um, the 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 attack mobs on Twitter, they mm. f absolutely have nothing on the biggest mob when it comes to Twitter mobs, and that is mm. the K-pop fans. Now, oh, I don't wow. know, I don't know if you if you know about the stands, man. <laughs> I had I had one of my mates, Alex Williamson, the loosest Aussie bloke. Uh, he's a very very famous dude here in Australia on the internet from from years ago. <laughs> And he said he said some mad shit. He was talking shit about um, K-pop. He started oh having a go at oh K-pop because something happened in uh, <laughs> in the media. And I just saw all these people. He was get he had like thousands of DMs in like twenty minutes, just getting hammered wow. by these Korean fans. And I thought, fuck it, 
I um I I need to join in because <laughs> I'm an <laughs> asshole. So I was in um I was in Newcastle Airport and I was flying up to Brisbane and about an hour hour and ten minute flight. And I made a quick video saying, listen, to all the K-pop people talk, and I posted in the comment section of his video. I said to all the K-pop fans out there, listen, fuck you, your music's terrible. I ha- I've never heard, I've never listened to a K-pop. <laughs> I said it's, it's the worst music in the world and all these horrible things about, um, oh, I can't remember what the band's name is, but they were the biggest K-pop band in the world. B- BTS? BTS, yes. I, was t- I said BTS. <laughs> I, none oh, no. of their music, so it's all fake. Oh, boy. It's all uh, written by other people. and all. I was just into them. Man, I had that video, this like <laughs> video that I posted, I think it had 480,000 views in about an hour and a half. And it was just, I've never received so many hateful comments. It was just this attack mob. They were ringing up venues in Australia saying that you need to cancel this guy because he's a, wow. a racist and a sexist. Because <laughs> that's what the thing, they were saying, oh, you're racist because you don't yeah, like Korean course, pop music. I was like, no, I don't. I just never fucking heard it. Yeah. And um, God forbid that happens with uh very far left people because that would be yeah. if they go full k-pop fan then we're all in the shih tzu <laughs> yeah, yeah now, no, that, that... sorry let's uh let's talk <laughs> real quick about i'll let you go get, let you get back to your day because i've already taken up too much for making you wait for 45 minutes um let's talk about uh, okay dude i want to oh, know yeah. i want to know all about that i know you got banned off twitter for saying one quick statement then you've released a song about it it's all happening <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, um, all right. So back in February, I had, is it February? Yeah, it was February. These things always happen in February. Um, I had a, I just had a tweet going viral. Like I, I tend to have multiple viral tweets a week and I done one on five tips for single women on how to land a great guy. Yep. And I think the list was, um, uh, be in good shape, grow your hair long, be sweet, don't be annoying and learn how to cook. And uh, which I think is great. It's just quality advice, by the way. Um, quality. Yeah, I think I think it upset people because everyone actually knows it's true. Um, and, you know, the truth hurts. But, um, yeah, the list went very viral. And um, I was getting all kinds of comments, both, you know, positive and negative, which is fine. Like sometimes I, I kick the hornet's nest and I know it's going to happen. But um, I, I always check my responses from people who are verified. And I saw a verified account respond to it. And they said something like, um, I'm 90% sure I sleep with more women than you. And l- this is terrible advice. And I literally quote tweeted it. And I just said, okay, dude, dot, dot, dot. And that was it. Um, nothing came of this. You know, a week later, I was on a train back from London. And I received an email from Twitter telling me that I have been locked out of my account for violating their hateful conduct policy. And it had a little bit of info about the policy. It says, you know, you may not harass or threaten people based on their race, religion, ethnicity, sexuality, et cetera. And I'm like, I'm, I've been on Twitter for 11 years. Like, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure I don't do that. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm very decent to people. Um, and then I scrolled down and it, had, it said, we found that this particular tweet violated our hateful conduct policy. And it just says, okay, dude. <laughs> so so i'm like wait 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 what's what's going on so i go on twitter and i i can't get into my thing it says my, my your account has been locked you're not you you violated the policy etc and i'm just like wait what is what what's going on and i'd even i'd even forgotten about the tweet because it was so innocuous yeah. right like it was and um and then uh yeah it said i had two options it said if you um you can delete the offending tweet and your account will be reinstated in 48 hours or if you think we've made a mistake, you can make an appeal. And I was like, look, I'm not going to admit to a crime that I haven't committed. So I made the appeal saying I, I haven't violated this policy. I've read through the whole thing. Okay, dude, absolutely does not violate that policy. And uh, they did a manual review, emailed me back the next day saying we've done a, a manual review and we can confirm that this indeed does violate our hateful conduct policy. So either, so if I wanted to get my account back, I had to delete the tweet. So I had to delete the OK Dude tweet. Um, in the meantime, though, because my fans are awesome, hashtag OK Dude and hashtag Free Zuby were both trending on Twitter. <laughs> and uh, I was, I was, uh, my my follower count was still going up and up because I could still see. I just couldn't, you know, I was locked out. I couldn't yep. use it, but I can still see what's on Twitter. 
And um, it became a big thing. I posted about it on my Instagram and Facebook and a few YouTubers even made videos about it. And it became quite a big thing. And then, um, yeah, I, long story short, I came, I came back with a vengeance. Um, I made an OK Dude t-shirt for myself. And then I, I saw I, that. Yeah, I, 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 that's actually now my highest selling shirt. I ended up selling, selling hundreds of OK Dude t-shirts. Um, I decided to write a song called OK Dude. And um, I, I shot a music video for it and everything. So the, 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 the song was inspired. It, it the song wasn't specifically about the incident. But I wanted to just address some of the some of the wider things brought on from it. And it was like, OK, so if you want to play that way, then this is kind of my this is my thoughts on all of that. So the song, the song is a little bit sort of anti woke, I guess. Um, but yeah, I just I just had fun with it. Uh, a lot of people say it's one of my best songs so far. So, yeah, I believe when, when life gives you lemons, then um, make lemonade with it. So, so I, why I'm, was I'm that? Why was that offending tweet? Why was that the offending tweet? Was this person a transgender person? Was that the issue? Well, you know, I don't get any explanation. There's oh, no yeah, explanation. Yeah. But the only the only thing fathomable is that yes, I I now know in hindsight because I look I don't I don't Google everybody who I'm responding to, but it does turn out that this is a transgender person. This is a male who identifies as a woman. And uh, I mean, and also keep in mind that the tweet they wrote was about them bragging about how many women they sleep with. Yeah. Right. Which is not exactly something that you'd think like is coming from a woman. Right. <laughs> right? It's, it's like it's like a very. So so I, I just like responded to it. And, and also it was funny because, you know, I'm in a relationship. I was in a long term relationship at the time. And so the idea that someone is like bragging to me that they sleep with more. It's, it's like, OK, like interesting. Yeah. Good. Good for you. Kind of thing. Whatever. Um but yeah, the only way that they could have viewed it, the worst possible interpretation that they must have had is that, okay, I knew that this is a transgender person and I'm using dude very specifically to address them and to suggest that they are not whatever gender they claim they are, which is totally not what my mind process was. And even if it were, it's still not a violation no. of the thing, especially given that dude is a gender neutral term. And I wasn't even using it directly addressing that person. It was just like, I say, okay, dude, meaning like, yeah, whatever. Like, okay, you dude. Can't, yeah, you no. can't tell everything about, like, I, I just pulled not. this up on my phone here, this this tweet that I retweeted a couple of weeks ago. And mm -hmm. it was from someone and they wrote, hi, I'm a non-binary lesbian and now I have a boyfriend. And it's like, <laughs> someone else You're supposed said, to know what that means. Someone else said, I'm a bisexual I'm a bisexual lesbian or something. There's, there's far too many definitions of the same thing. Like, why are yeah. you making your life so difficult? Dude, this is what I was saying about, like, we need to stop. Look, some people have mental issues. And I don't, I'm legit, legitimately not trying to say this to, like, be cruel to people who, like, have a genuine mental problem. But there are a lot of people on Twitter and social media who have legitimate mental problems. Yeah, right? fair point. So we shouldn't just let that, like that shouldn't be what sets the standard for everybody else. Like, sure, if you want to be a gender-neutral, lesbian, other-kin, two-spirited otter, you know, you have a right to do that. Yeah. But I have a right to say, like, okay, dude. Like, you know, I have a right... <laughs> <laughs> like you can do what you want. You can be a you can be a flipping furry. You can you know eat out of a dog bowl and run around in a dog outfit if you want. Like, yeah. but I can call you. But I can call you a weirdo. Yeah. You know, I can I can think that that's weird. Um, just like you know that that's how it works in all directions, right? Yeah. There might be someone who's a super atheist who thinks that you know the fact I believe in God is ridiculous, and I'm entitled to my belief. They're entitled to their belief. If they want to have a conversation, we can have a conversation. But you can't just go around like bullying people and then pretending to be the one who's getting bullied whilst you're trying to deplatform people or pull their sponsors or get them fired from their jobs or whatever for basically being normal and not wanting to totally entertain your nonsense right no one has no one has to entertain anybody else's nonsense right we all have to you know live and let live it's it's simple if you want to do that <laughs> go go ahead there's a lot of things in the world i don't approve of and I, that i think are strange and maybe there's things I do that people don't approve of or think are strange. But as long as you're not hurting someone and I'm not hurting someone, you know, that's kind of how it's all supposed to work. But as soon as you start trying to force things on people, 
and you start trying to force them to use certain words and to force them to do that and force them to entertain everything, then you're, you're going to have a problem. Absolutely. And I think that this is just snowballing now. It's gathering so much momentum. I think we'll have another chance to have another podcast in another couple of months' time and we'll have just as many um, outrageous explanations for new <laughs> words and what's happening in the world of Twitter. So, Zuby, thank you very much for your time. I apologise you for the uh, my inability to understand British Standard Time. I've got no fucking idea, mate. I'm just going to go and... <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with my life now. I've made an absolute fool of myself. But thank you once again. Is there anything you'd like to plug at the end of this show? Yeah, sure. Um, absolutely. So you can follow me on all social media at Zuby Music. That is Z-U-B-Y Music. I've got my own podcast, Real Talk with Zuby, available on all platforms. Just search for my name. My name. And same with my music. You can find it on all platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, etc. Just search Zuby, Z-U-B-Y, and you will find me on everything. Beautiful. Thank you very much. And ladies and gentlemen, you can catch this podcast every single Thursday where we're chatting to a lot of different people who are pretty good people. So that sounds fantastic. What a selling point. Ladies and gents, uh, be a good motherfucker. Peace from the least bit extinct. I'll see you very soon. Toodaloo. Au revoir. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.